Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live here at WYSL today. So that means that you, the listener, can give us a call. Participate in the show, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000 if you want to call in. If you're listening online on the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever, you can either call in or leave your comments today. Either one is perfectly fine. And uh, yeah, a few things to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about – well, I, I will briefly talk about football. And I promise it will be brief, but briefly talk about football. And I'm going to transition that to a discussion about politics, I promise. And uh, we'll talk about uh, – New IRS requirements for uh, getting a selfie uh, to be able to access your information. Some price control stuff, maybe a few other things as well. But let me uh, let me briefly talk about. I mean, I, I'm a little bit bummed out about the Bills game, right? You know, long-time listeners know I'm a Bills fan. You know, often I'm wearing the hat today. Uh, I, I'm not today. I have my my Bills glass with me, but. You know, what a game last night, man. If you're a fan of sport, like, absolutely incredible game to watch with a super disappointing outcome uh, for Bills fans anyway. Just, ah, oh, what a bummer. Like, but what a fun game to watch nonetheless, especially the last couple minutes. Uh, you know, but but I want to talk about something related to that, though. Again, a bunch of people, like, they, they, they watched this. They found joy in this, you know, myself included. You know, I didn't get into football till like, I don't know, like six years ago. It was a, it was a way to uh, kind of bond with my, my brother and my dad who wanted to go see uh, some some games. Um, and, you know, I wanted to know what was going on before I w- went to the game. So I wasn't just like, oh, yeah, this, the guy's doing the thing. Good for him sports and over there i i didn't i didn't understand it that well you know so so i got into it and you know it, it was a way for me to you know connect with my family and, and a way for me to you know also connect with other people who live in the area right that's that's why i got into it so i got into football like six years ago started watching it you know uh, a lot more regularly and you know became a big, big bills fan and you know and i say all this because you know i know there's a lot of folks who are in the politics and you know, they, they take that really seriously. And I, and I see many of you out there and you're going, you know, oh, you're getting distracted by the NFL right now. You're getting bread and circuses, you know, and you're, tr- you're trying to rain on the parade of the, the folks who, you know, thought this was a good weekend of football, which, oh, man, like, again, this divisional weekend was an awesome weekend of football. It was just fun to watch. And uh, and so so for the folks out there who are like, this is the distraction. The NFL is distracting you from the real problems going on. You know, listen, guys, like, why y'all do that? Well, why you got to be a buzzkill? No, I'm, I'm totally serious about this. Like, for, for the folks who are, who are libertarian like me, for the folks who, you know, are uh, out there trying to, to create uh, a situation where there's, there's less government, what do you see 
society looking like after we reduce the size of government? Because what I see is that politics takes up less space in our life, that we don't have to worry about what the government is doing day in and day out at every single level because it takes up less space in our life. When there's less space that must be devoted to politics, that is more space that we can devote to leisure, to family, to whatever we want. And if what you want is football, then then great. You want to you want to do that. Um, if what you want to do is focus on your family, great. If what you want to focus on is your your camping hobby or grilling or whatever, go do your thing. That's what I see as what I hope happens when liberty wins, is that we're able to do things. So, so for the folks out there saying the NFL is a distraction, whatever, again, there needs to be something in life outside of politics. When, when libertarianism wins, we're not all going to sit around, you know, just trading memes and talking about Hayek or Mises or something. It's not what life looks like for most people. What life looks like for most people is that they get to go on and do the things that they enjoy. That's part of it. Again, it doesn't have to be for you. And I know that there's some folks who are super into baseball, and I'm just, I'm just totally not into that. Like, I, I enjoy going to a Red Wings game every once in a while, but I just, I'm just not into baseball. It's just not for me. Like, it, I, I find it kind of boring. I love going to games in person, but I, I find watching baseball boring a sec. So it's just not for me, right? And again, if football's not for you, cool. Football's not for you. But don't take away joy from other folks because of your politics. Because that's why I see that's why I see leftists do a lot of times too, right? They want to make every single thing about politics. If you're not talking about politics every moment of every day, they want to make every single thing political. That can suck the joy out of everything in your life. If if every single thing is or ought to be related back to your ideology, that could become toxic. And it can become alienating because most people don't want favoritism or progressivism or any of that stuff all the time. Sometimes you do just want to think about, you know, whatever it is. You want to, again, just, just enjoy a sport, enjoy a game. Again, whether it's soccer, football, baseball, basketball, you know, ultimate frisbee, I don't know, whatever. Or, or just your hobbies or just... A TV show. That stuff's fine. So bread and circuses and whatnot. I love you because many of you are my friends. Um, and I know what you want to do with that message. What you want to say is like, hey, remember to focus on the important stuff. But I want you to consider that when you put that stuff out there, when you try to uh, tell people that they're they're wrong for enjoying a game like the Buffalo Kansas City last night. That's alienating the folks. That's not the future they want. The type of they, why would they want a future where they can't take joy and pleasure and entertainment out of what was again one of the greatest QB contests I well certainly I have ever seen. It, it was amazing. I go on about this game. Now Tim O'Connor's. <laughs> Tim O'Connor says, prevent defense, prevents wins. Oh, man. The last 13 seconds. Bills, why couldn't you stop them? Number one defense in the league, why couldn't you stop them? Anywho. 
<coughs> on the messaging front, when we're painting our vision for what liberty looks like, when we're talking with folks about how you know we want society to look if liberty wins, if you're being a killjoy, if you're if you're telling people that they shouldn't be thinking about uh, some of the stuff that that gives them joy and pleasure in life, the stuff that's apolitical, the stuff that can be distracting, then yeah, no, people aren't going to want to have anything to do with that. People want to be able to enjoy other aspects of their life. They want to have a complete life outside of politics. And just because politics feels all-consuming to you, because it ought to be, doesn't it doesn't feel that way to most people. It certainly doesn't feel that way to me. I don't want politics to be my whole life, even though I do this show several days a week. Uh, we have to have a whole complete life out of this, and that's what a vision for liberty is and must look like in order for us to win. And so all I'm saying is, don't be a buzzkill. You, you, you don't have to be. It's not, it's not necessary. We can paint a picture that looks a bit more optimistic for folks because that's what we all want in the end. We want to be able to go and do what we want and be left alone without the government threatening us and our families and our neighbors with violence. And in order to convince more people of that message, you know, we're going to sometimes need to, to offer an open hand. Doing it in a way that makes people feel alienated just because you're out there. You, you, like, it's it's not as edgy and cool as you think it is. I know it's, it works for some folks, but I don't know. For me, it's terrible. I'm, I'm going to start unfriending you guys on Facebook. I got to be honest. If y'all, y'all start posting uh, bread and circus memes on uh, a Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to hit that unfriend button. I've already done it to like three people this morning. Trying to be a buzzkill, being like, oh, I hate everyone's talking about the Bills game. All right. Nope. Goodbye. Again, if it's not for you, cool. But, like, just don't make it about, like, you're not talking about politics every single moment, so it's a distraction. We can find more joy in life. We can care about politics and also care about something trivial, too, because we're whole, complete, complicated people. And government try to tries to put us into into little boxes in and tries to limit the aspects of of our whole complex being right and particularly folks on the left they, they try to say okay well if you're you're this characteristic then you have you know these qualities if you're this characteristic then you have these qualities no that's not how it is people are complex do what you want take joy in what you want all right and that's that's my rant about football and politics that, that's all i got for you Appreciate you joining us here on Free Solution. Again, you want to call in? 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. 
Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, I promise that's the last. I'm going to rant about football for a while. Promise this the last? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about the Super Bowl. I don't know. Or maybe Tim and I will talk about it. I can't promise totally nothing, but it's probably going to be less from now on. I said, still be a buzzkill, guys. Now, we'll switch topics a little bit. We'll talk about the IRS uh, asking uh, you for a selfie now. They, they want you to send a picture of yourself to a third party to uh, confirm your identity and, and uh, be able to access several tax documents. Right now, they're saying that you're still going to be able to uh, submit your tax information without sending in a selfie, but they're already starting up for the child tax uh, credit update payroll uh, portal, um, and they're going to move to other stuff, too, so they ask, access like your past um, information. Um, you're going to need to send a photo of yourself using either your, your cell phone or your webcam uh, to the IRS, and they're going to compare that to IDs on file for you to be able to access these. Now, I would love to hear from uh, folks online and, and from folks listening today what you think of this. Is this something that's going to be good for preventing fraud, for keeping your information safe, or is this just a way for the government to collect facial recognition data? love to hear from you again give us a call 585-346-3000 that's 585-346-3000 we're live here in wysl until one o'clock so love to hear from you uh i i tend to fall on the latter side of this i i do not see why the irs needs to have me submit a selfie every time i want to access my tax information i mean i already have to if you've ever like had to go through and access back tax information it's, it's kind of a you know rigmarole in the first place but uh this presents a lot of very serious security concerns you know we, you're, again you're not going to be sending it directly to the irs you're going to be sending it to a company called id.me and uh you know they can they have a pretty broad way of uh, of policy for for sharing this stuff too says that that they're going to preserve any information that you you send to them uh, and they say that we can send it to regulators government agencies law enforcement other third parties who we have good faith belief that's required to apply comply with law regulation legal process uh search warrants discovery requests court orders subpoenas um they can share that information related to fraud uh, or criminal activity uh, in order to protect themselves. So they have a lot of uh, 
lot of reasons why they can share it. Uh, it says that they, they note that no data transmission over the Internet or any wireless network can be guaranteed to be 100% secure and that they employ commercially reasonable security measures to protect all data and seek to partner with services that do the same cannot guarantee the security of any information transmitted to or from the website and are not responsible for the actions of any third parties that may receive any such information. Um, yeah, this is this is creepy as heck. Again, so in order to access our documents, we have to send our stuff to this other company, which may or may not share it with other folks, and then they're not guarantee they're indemnifying themselves against like certain types of data breaches. Uh, no, like what? What is what is the actual? How much actual fraud will this prevent? Um, and. Uh, <coughs> uh, Brian Sutton says, um, does the IRS have such a problem with one person paying another person's taxes that they need to make sure that you are indeed that person that should be paying the taxes? You know, that's, that's an interesting one. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, like, you know, I, I've had issues with the IRS in the past before where, like, they, they're trying to confirm my identity. And I'm like, guys, I'm just, I'm just trying to give you money. Just, just take my money and, like, leave me alone. And they're like, yeah, but we need to confirm your identity. And I'm like, it's... It's, it's me. It's my name's on the check. Just just take my money and let me be. I know, terrible libertarian paying my taxes, but always a, a pain about that stuff. But but so I, I think Brian, the, like this has to do with accessing some past documents too. So right, so like maybe you could build that justification for like if uh, you know you want to access, uh, you know, again the, your past documents that that. You know, maybe contain sensitive data about your, you know, your income, your uh, uh, work history, your, uh, you know, like it, it could contain like social security numbers, stuff like that. Uh, this is maybe something further to prevent that. But I feel like there there are better ways to do this, right? Like there, there are better ways like we can set up to verify our identities, to set up two-factor authentication, to, you know, you could do... A whole bunch of different stuff. I mean, like, my goodness. Like, I mean, even when I had to get uh, approved on, on Facebook to, like, run ads and stuff, I didn't have to send a selfie to them to prove that it was really me doing it every single time. So now the IRS is going to get I – don't, I, I don't have to access my tax information all that often. But, you know, if you're accessing it, you know, three, four times in a year to check up on stuff, you know, trying to check up on your next – Again, child tax credit or stimulus payment or whatever, you know, how often are you going to be looking in there, having to take a selfie, getting updates to, well, ID.me's database, you know, which I, I can't help but wonder, again, who, who else are they sharing this with? Are they sharing it with other, you know, uh, law enforcement agencies? Um, are they sharing, you know, this with, with the FBI, you know, our how how do we know that the, our information is being kept secure from kind of that general uh, data sharing that we had to worry about after the Edward Snowden leaks, right? Again, they were they were sharing. Again, the NSA was was gathering information on you know the the metadata from our cell phones, right? In the same way, you know, is this what protections do we have to make sure that pictures of our faces connected to all of our Tax information isn't constantly be shared, sharing, uh, shared with, you know, 
the DNSA or law enforcement agencies, whatever. And, and if that is something, is that something you're worried about? Again, to me, I, I don't particularly like the, the, the government having this database. It's, it's too much power. It becomes easy for this sort of power to be abused. I mean, for me, you could easily, I, I suppose, pull a bunch of videos. There's a whole bunch of videos of my face all over talking, saying a whole bunch of stuff. You could probably pull that and, and the government could build its own database off of that. So, you know, my, my face is out there. It is what it is. Uh, but for some folks who maybe want a little bit more privacy, um, you know, maybe this, this shouldn't be required. Maybe there should at least be another way of doing this. Like if this were sold as something that's more convenient, right? Something that's just, this is an option. Because people are used to this in some ways, right? Like you use biometric face scans to to access uh, iPhones nowadays. You know, use a thumbprint scan to to access, you know, cell phones too. There's there's all sorts of ways that biometrics can be uh, used as a way to conveniently access products. I get it, but making a requirement for government documents seems suspect. And uh, Brian adds it, and I, I don't. 100% no, it's true, but, you know, maybe it's, he says that ID.me has been verifying the military and veteran status of individuals for years without the use of selfies. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'd be curious, like, what else they're doing, you know, if they're just using, like, the, the military ID cards, uh, you know, to verify that or, you know, submitting some sort of other information, uh, passwords, et cetera. Uh, and if they're going to be switching to more, um, you know, biometric information, again, using the... You know, sending selfies or whatever, right? Again, there, there are other ways of doing this. It doesn't have to be done this way. Again, you could use uh, like, you know, two-factor authentication that includes like a, a USB card. You can use two-factor authentication that includes authenticator apps that are tied to a specific device. There are different ways of, of doing this that, you know, I access other accounts in, in these ways that are, tied to my identity, tied to a physical object that I have in my possession that I know that they know is owned by me and I'm able to access, you know, other sensitive information through doing that. And yet the IRS is is requiring selfies. So again, we'd love to hear from you guys in this 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. You know, we can keep talking about this in the next segment too. And I just want to throw it out there while there's still enough time before the break. And, uh, and do we need to do, do we need to do this? Do you want to do this? Does it make you feel uneasy? Or is anyone totally fine with it? Again, give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Be back with more on a free solution in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. They're hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right, welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson Day. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m., so appreciate the folks who want to call in. We're going to get to a call in just a second. Shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark and our friends listening online at the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, and the Kevin Wilson pages. But speaking of callers, sounds like we have one in line. Uh, Keith from Rochester. Keith, what's on your mind? Uh, trying to tie together all that you've been talking about right off the bat. The reason that we have data mining of our private information is that most people do not pay attention and get energized and excited uh, like they do uh, last night's Bills game. It's not that uh, someone like me is trying to be a buzz killer. I, too, have an interest in sports, but I would ask everyone uh, we all look at life from our own perspective. I'm 66 years old, and our country today is not the country I grew up with. We are rapidly losing our freedoms and liberties. So I would ask everyone, what is the sense of being so engrossed in sports when all the while we are losing our American way of life? Wouldn't it be great if everyone put that energy, by example, that they put into sports following truly what is going on in our country, it does no good to be that immersed in entertainment if uh, the bad guys in government are truly taking away our American way of life. Uh, Keith, let me ask you, what is the American way of life worth preserving? Like, what, what, what about it is, is worth preserving? Here, I have a uh, copy of the Constitution of the United States. Uh, it was put out. Uh, by uh, the opening is by the national president of the uh, paralyzed U.S. Marine veteran. Let me just read the very first paragraph. When you support paralyzed veterans of America, you are providing invaluable help and hope to courageous veterans who sacrifice their own independence in the defense of the freedom we hold dear. I would ask everyone, really, do we still have that America today that is being asked by uh, this man, the national president, his name, Charles Brown. Uh, when Mr. Brown says that, and then we waste time not paying attention to what's really going on in our country, what good is it to be caught up in distractions, which entertainment can be, if all the while we are losing America flat out? You know... Keith, with things like 
like football again or, or whatever you want to do. I mean, I think that that's part of the American way of life worth preserving, right? Like the, the reason why these institutions can get built up, the reason why we have the luxury and the leisure to pay attention to stuff like this is because of the Constitution, the American way it runs. And, and you're right. We do need to look at the danger that our government, that politicians present to our, our life, liberty, and our values. We, we do need to constantly be vigilant about that. What I'm arguing is that, A, you can do both, and B, the stuff, the entertainment, the again, the, the family, the hobbies, whatever it is that brings us joy, that is part of what we want and ought to preserve, that those luxuries are a, a product of free market capitalism. They're a product of the successful society that we've built. So it is part of what we want to keep in place as part of American values by fighting for liberty. What do you think of that, Keith? I'll earmark it towards the Marines, those who Marines, and especially those who fought and died in hellholes like Iwo Jima and Okinawa, if they came back from the dead with their sacrifices, would they be happy with the America of 2022? Loud and clear, I think they would be appalled, just as the phrase, I think our founding fathers would be spinning in their graves. Anyone who thinks, and again, you're getting this from me, a 66-year-old, I know I'm older than you, sir. When you have that broader panoramic perspective, we do not have the United States of America of today that we had in previous decades of my life. Our traditional America, we are losing it. And again, I think you're incorrect. Most people do not pay attention. They'll go gaga over a Bills game. But when I go to Bills fans and ask them just to put a small amount of that attention and energy into preserving our American way of life, they just don't know how to handle that. My final comment, and I'm thinking of my best friend, Tony, I think so many Americans have been so beaten down, they don't want to speak out today. Tony was used to be like me. He just uh, very conservative like I am, but now like so many Americans, he's been beaten down, and he just says, Keith, give it a rest. It's just no good. Uh, no one will listen to us. The government has made Americans into sheep and made the American people frightened and flat-out scared to speak out. Uh, without me uh, putting myself on any pedestal, look how I am talking r right now in this forthright manner. Really, how many Americans do that today? They don't want to be doxxed. They don't want to be lo lose their jobs. Uh, the left is out for our heads, and it is not the America of yore, and we've got to get it back. I mean, Keith, again, what about the what specifically about the America of yore do you think – we have lost and, and need to get back. Well, without uh, being rude to you, uh, you only have to look around to see that, uh, and I use the phrase, we're losing our freedoms and liberties. It is not the America. My birth year, 1955, I was born late in that year. Jeez, uh, uh, the, the decade that I probably remember most, uh, just on uh, childhood memory, would be late 50s. Uh, and into the 60s, of course, uh, by the decade of the 70s, which was a horrible decade for our country, the 70s, we've been losing our country every which way. And I'm just asking people to truly open their eyes and see lost Americana. We are 
losing traditional America out loud. You can see it all over the place. It's not hard to miss. We are losing our American way of life. We are. All right. Well, again, I, I appreciate you, you calling in, Keith, and appreciate you, you know, sharing your opinion. I, I think that we need to to be specific about what what is it about America that that we like and that we want to preserve, and like what is it about the American way of life that you know creates value? Again, I I see the last sixty years as as a mixed bag, right? There's some great gains for liberties for some folks uh, through the civil rights movement, being able to uh, give greater access to African-Americans to, you know, goods and services and in access to, you know, civil rights and voting. That, that That's a good thing for America. Other things, less so. Greater economic controls in, in the 60s and 70s, I think, have hurt the country. Uh, spending more, running up the debt hugely problematic uh but it, yeah again i i understand that we do need to continue to fight for our liberties but i i want i want to to challenge folks who who, who call in this the paint that specific vision what does this look like and then why does that vision that you have for america that specific vision why does policy need to change in order for that to either be restored or to be fulfilled in some way, um, and and it, it's got to be it's got to be stronger than just well things used to be good because again I I didn't live that I didn't experience that and that neither did many other people right like I can only tell you about my own experiences I can read about your experiences but I don't, I don't know in the visceral sense what it was like to live back then and and what many people felt about living back then was probably less positive. And again, what what I see about is is great about America. What's what's great about our movement is that if we allow freedom, allow people to do what they want, they're going to entertain themselves and grow businesses and make connections in new and interesting ways that I can't control. And doing that is a reason to fight for liberty. It's not a distraction from it. It's a reason to fight for liberty. I look at things like three D printing. Right. Like that is a reason to fight for it. people are creating all sorts of weird stuff, cool stuff with, with uh, that technology that I couldn't even imagine and innovating far faster than regulators can possibly imagine. And, and seeing that stuff makes me excited for liberty. It makes me think that thing that seems like a distraction to some folks is actually on the cutting edge of fighting for liberty, even if the people themselves who are doing that activity don't realize it yet. We need to make sure that the state stays out of the way so that people can find new and novel ways to innovate, entertain, and fulfill their dreams. Because that's what makes America great, is being able to do all that stuff. It's not a distraction. That is the end goal, to be able to have that fulfilled life. I just don't want the state to get in the way. Well, uh, the state is getting in. Look at the COVID mandates. Uh, they are uh, propagandizing the American people to become sheep and robots to accept mandates uh, without putting up uh, any shout of protest. We are being beaten down today. We are not a freedom-speaking people like we used to be.
Well, lots of folks have been speaking out, Keith. You're on the show. You've got a platform right now speaking out to all the audiences on WYSL and WACK. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Give us a call if you want to participate, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Back in a few. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe. Safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585 200 3182. That's 585 200 3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, thank you to Keith. You called in the last segment. Uh, and uh, sounds like we have another call on the line, too. Charles from Rochester. Charles. Hey, how you doing, Kevin? Doing all right. How you doing, Charles? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'll try to make this quick. So, I suppose I... In long term, uh, we've been losing, slowly been losing our freedom. You know, if you talk about uh, the movie, uh, what about Bob, you know, the whole baby steps syndrome. Um, so, I, you know, over time, you know, losing the, the First Amendment, which, was, it, which is harder to lose. But then, but with the, the Second Amendment, you know, the right to bear arms, obviously we live in New York. So, I mean, you know all the 1,500 plus tax laws, I mean, uh, laws uh, just on gun rights. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so everything's been building up. Now, currently, I mean, you talk about mandates, you know, the mask mandates. And um, if you don't do it this way, then we're going to, uh, you're now going to come into the store. I, there's, there's many stores that I had to go into that you have to wear a mask. And so I refuse to go into that store. I, I, I don't give them my business. And they're losing out of money in a struggling time when they need the money. Um, and it's not their fault. They have to do it or they get closed down. Yeah. It, it's in even uh, for in a government level. I mean, you have Facebook who censors people who's trying to inform their friends and family. And they're, they're getting censored by Facebook and you don't have the government stepping in saying, hey, you're taking away people's. First Amendment, right. It's, so it's it's slowly, you know, like the, the previous caller, not the previous one, but the other one, um, the, the older guy, like he said, like he's losing America. He grew up with America that you and I won't be able to experience. I mean, we, we're going to experience a lot more, but right. my kids and other kids, they're not going to experience the freedom that we grew up with, with just as a child. You know, and again, baby steps. So 
we may not see it because it's not being talked about, but it's happening and it's happening underneath our noses. Yeah, no, and there's like a like a ratcheting effect or like sometimes they like the boiling a frog effect, right? Like you, you just you don't really notice it because it's kind of always existed around you, right? And 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 I do think that we need to make sure that like some of the COVID restrictions that we're we're looking at now, some of which are seeming less and less necessary, even from a scientific perspective, much less a you know a, a liberty perspective now. Um, well, we need to make sure that those aren't made permanent. There's there's certainly a group of people out there who want to you know make the the restrictions that we're facing now a normal part of everyday life for years to come until we reach COVID zero, which will never ever happen. You know, and and I you know I, I hadn't gotten to it this segment too, but but people talking about like things like price controls again, which we, we've had in the past. You know, I I do want to say though, like it is possible to come back from that. Right. You know, we, we have to keep fighting for it. We have to keep paying attention to it. Uh, we, we have to keep speaking out about it. Um, and, and kind of my point about focusing on like, you know, it's OK to like sports. It's OK to have like your own hobbies and your own life outside of politics isn't to say that we shouldn't focus on the politics, that we shouldn't try to encourage people to to pay attention to this stuff. Uh, it, it's that, you know. People are going to take joy in certain things, and in the joy that they take in those things, you know, should be, hey, if you want to continue being able to experience being able to have the life that we have now, if we don't want to lose that, we need to fight for liberty. You know, again, it was, it was a big thing, right, when, when people couldn't go to outdoor stadiums and experience football last year a lot of people were frustrated by that people are frustrated by not being able to go in with a vaccine if they're unvaccinated right now does that policy still make sense is it still justified you know how long do we keep these restrictions in place with an endemic disease so like far from being a distraction that's access to that entertainment that access to uh, the life that we all want for ourselves and for our family and for our friends like that's a way to, uh, to 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 give you a reason to fight for liberty. Again, it's it's not for 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 a lot of folks. The reason to fight for liberty isn't ideological. It's practical. It's what is was being lost. What is being taken away from them, their family, their futures, and that gives them the reason to fight for you know, for school choice or for against uh, uh, to fight against mandates or to fight against, you know, other uh, government restrictions on their liberty, the fight for their gun rights, whatever it is like people need a reason. And uh, it's not just the ideology itself. What do you think of that, Charles? Well, I, I guess you um, in a long story short, uh, you don't know how much freedom you have until you start to lose it. I mean, again, going with the baby steps, so like it doesn't affect me, so I'm not worried about it. It doesn't affect me. I'm not going to worry about it. But then eventually it's going to affect everyone, which currently, and like, you know, it's, again, once we once we start losing the freedom that we've had for so long, then, yeah, we all need to stand up. And this is probably the, the boot that America needed to kind of get everyone to start working together, where we've always been fighting each other, Democrat and Republican, um, Blacks, whites, you know, Catholics, Jews, every, it, it doesn't matter, you know, religion, it's, everyone's fighting, so maybe this is that boot that people can actually start waking up and 
hey, you know, this has been going on for way too long. It's time to put an end to it. I mean, I've been starting to go to school board meetings, you know, this this year, it just because I want to know where my money's going. I want to I want to make sure politics isn't in school, which unfortunately it is, and that's why I'm going because I I make a voice. I'm just one person, but if two people, three people, four people, and then eventually everyone's bringing in ten people, it, we got a crowd. There you go. See, that that's a way to get engaged. Again, you have to to, to find that reason to want to do it too, right? Like, and and for a lot of folks, like for it might be you know their parent, their kids are going to that school and they start to realize what's going on, um, you know, before their kid is experiencing that stuff, before they're experiencing either the the politics of schools or their kids, you know. Sub, being subject to to ridiculous quarantine policies or whatever, uh, it's all abstract to them. But like once it becomes real, it's it's hard to you know to to adapt that like don't tread on anyone um, you know mentality of like I got to fight for other folks' rights. It's it's you have to sometimes experience that. You have to see how the lack of liberty you know impacts your own life before you, you wake up and start to realize what uh, what you're actually losing here. Yeah, and it's it's now or never because if we let, if we keep letting it go, it's going to be too late, and we're never going to be able to come back at that point. Yeah, I say I ne- never too late. You know, there there's well, there's it, always it, hope. We don't want to get it that bad though. Well, but you're, you're talking about even the central bank and the, the government trying to get everyone into a one banking system, so we won't have these little banks. Well. We'll just have one central bank that we, you know, they would be able to control our money. They're talking about the whole um, getting a digital currency. Digital uh, currency. Uh, oh, yeah, that's – I probably got to do a whole show about that. I only got a minute left, though. Um, but, yeah, no, that's 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 probably worth a whole show on eventually. All right, well, Charles, I, I appreciate the call. We're, we're running out of time for the show, but thank you for, for calling in, Wayne. And, and thanks, you know, Keith, for calling in, too. Appreciate the engagement on today's show. You guys rock. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Have a wonderful afternoon, folks. Larry Sharp will be in tomorrow. I'll be back in on Wednesday. Talk to you then. Have a good afternoon.